0: Welcome to the Slam Radio Podcast, featuring Kane Gang.
1: I'm hurt, dog. Don't ask me if I'm alright! Hell no. Joaquin said dominate, and we not doing it! I'm putting my heart in this dog. Let's go, man! Let's go. Kane Gang! Kane Gang! Kane Gang! Kane Gang!
0: You're Kane listening Kane to Kane gang. Gang. Kane gang, only on Sirius Kane XM 145 Slam Radio. Boy, you agree? That's Kane Gang.
2: Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Kang Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM channel 145 Slam Radio. It's your boy DC at the helm. We got the bird up there and special, 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 special guest appearance by none other than the J-Man, Jordan Nelson, all the way from Utah. Fellas, what we do, what we do. What's up, man? It's good to be back, guys.
3: The band's back together, man. Yeah. I'm I'm loving this. This it is great. It feels
2: good. It feels good. Listen, when you say the band's back together, let's not like get into like this whole like nineties boy band, like in yeah. sync, backstreet boys. Yeah. Uh I'm 90 Degrees. I mean, I'm, I'm trying to think of what other boy bands were out Quit there. Menudo,
3: playing games with my heart. Yeah, right. Menudo,
2: like all those boy bands, like definitely let's, uh, <laughs> listen, listen. Listen,
3: I do a lot of things well, you know, but one thing is I cannot sing or dance to save my life. <laughs> Even when you get a couple drinks in me, I'm just making a fool out of myself on yeah. it, man. So, yeah, I stay away from all that.
4: Dude, yeah, dancing is not my thing either, man.
2: I don't mind dancing. I can I can act a fool, like crazy, like act a fool, man. So well, if guys, you, if what, you act uh, a fool
4: with confidence, it's fine, man. Like that's that's no. the secret to dancing is it's it's 100% confidence No, and skill doesn't matter as much, right? If it
2: looks good to me, I can care less what anybody else says, bro. Honestly, awesome. if you don't like my dancing, that means your dancing is just as bad. So we're going to leave it at that. So guys, check this out. A lot of things happen. Obviously, we're on a bye week, blah, blah, blah. You know, you know, major, major loss to Virginia, and we talked about that in the last show. Um, you know, but a lot of things, obviously, you guys know a lot of things happened this past week. Jay, man, I know you, you know, you're still kind of newly wedded, you know, you, you're yeah. kind of going through that newlywed process. Yeah. Obviously, I got married on Friday to oh, my man. soulmate. Um, you know, now she literally has to change her name to to match my name, so when people say co, now she might have to turn around because she's not nice. sure if they're talking about me or yeah. they're talking about her. <laughs> who knows she might just keep her last name as torres anyway but anyway we'll uh, we'll see how she decides to to handle that all i know is on the marriage license it does say co so she better represent you know and hold it down you know the three letters so, so i have a question for you man you know you yes sir you
4: have been together for years now yeah um any difference any difference right off the bat or is it just business as usual so far
2: you, you know it's funny that you asked that um I've already like I notice a difference and I feel a difference. Yeah. Um. Like I call her my wife, you know, and like yeah. not like, and I I know, you know, joking around, I would be like, you know, hey wifey, or you know, just yeah. from time to time, but like now it's you know it's it's wife and yep. It's um, official. It, it's official, and yeah. it just seems like, for me, I'm glad that it's finally done. Obviously, we didn't have, you know, that big big wedding that we were kind of anticipating. Yeah. Um. You know, COVID kind of ruined a lot of people's, you know, weddings and, you know, just different things that that happened through 2020 and even in 2021. Um, But it it was it was it was kind of neat how it how it played out. Like prior to probably the last week of September, we were just talking and we're like, you know, let's just do it. You want to go to the courthouse? You want to do whatever? And she's like, yeah. So she's like, when? I'm like, I don't know. Let's just do it. Like next Friday, because obviously Miami played on Thursday, so Friday was a good day. And yeah. courthouse isn't open on Saturdays, and so so then I started doing some research like the previous Friday, and I noticed that there was like a three day wait period. So I'm like, oh my gosh! So I get home like Friday around three yeah. o'clock, and I'm filling out the application, like you know, for so I have an appointment on Monday. You know, you can do a walk in, but you don't know what the uh, what the wait time is going to be. So I made I got everything filled out, uh, and and the questionnaire is kind of like. There's a lot of things that you have to know like obviously this is both our both our second marriage mm-hmm. so we had to know exact dates of our divorce and all kinds of other things and so i got all that filled out we went down there on monday and uh there was i don't think there was anybody in front of us you know we had a one o'clock appointment we got there at like 12 30. Uh-huh. went right up lady <laughs> asked some questions blah blah blah. i had to raise your right hand do you do you this You blah blah blah. And i'm like yeah 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 whatever and then um she goes, okay you know see you on friday and i'm like okay good so then Obviously, Friday came, and, you know, it it was kind of, again, like we were up late because obviously we were at the game on on Thursday night, and, you know, can I just tell you how, like, I'm so immune to the losing now. Like, it literally, it does not even bother me whatsoever, you know, when we lose. Um, And again, but it's been like that literally for me for probably, probably a good 15, 16 years, and I'm just so used to Yep. and I don't want to let, let me. Ref, I don't, I don't want to use the word disappointment. It's just expected now that Miami is not going to win against decent opponents. Yeah, and and if they do, it's okay. Hey, great! Look at this, we won, right? So anyway, so you know, long night on Thursday night, Friday, you know, end up getting married, and yeah, you know, so again, we so we we went to lunch um, at Houston. We we really like Houston. That's where we actually I proposed to her back in twenty. 15, I think it was 2015. Right. So we've been engaged for quite a while, and uh, so we went to Houston's, had a nice lunch, and then we ended up going to uh, New York Prime on for dinner. We met with her sister, nice. so my yeah, my sister, my brother-in-law, and um, had a good time. And then you know, just kind of played out. Saturday, we had intentions of going to Disney, um, had reservations at Crystal Palace, J-Man, like it was ready nice. to go. And then it just you know, we got up that morning, and it's like uh. I'm exhausted, like literally. You know, we were up yeah. so late on Thursday. Had a kind of a big day yesterday, a lot of adrenaline, a yeah. lot of emotions. And so we ended up just staying home for the weekend, which is great. I, I literally sat on the couch and I watched football all day. So. Nice. That's <laughs> cool, man. Well, so gonna, nothing, nothing's really changed, but yeah. you know something has changed. Well, I'm so really
3: the, happy whole, for this. the whole <laughs> you, wedding man. thing was the whole wedding thing was crazy though, right? So you know we see you know Kelly and uh, and Aaron came to the game with me on uh, on Thursday. We see them, you know, we're hanging out a little bit in the parking lot. You know, our seats are close and everything. We talk a little after the game. We come back. We record the show that night. Two in we the morning. Get on, <laughs> two in the morning. Yeah, yeah. And that was that was probably the most brutal thirty minutes that. You know, after driving home, back, dying, gathering, gathering thoughts, you know, we're, yeah. we're dropping f bombs. Dropping, dropping f
2: bombs on the show. Yeah.
3: Yeah, literally, when we set it in, we had to say to Frank, "We're like, hey, man. Uh, by the way, about the uh, about the thirty minute mark in the second part, Code drops an f bomb. So get your get your penalty. I bet Frank left it in there because he was probably upset we lost too. But anyway, yeah. we do all this. I talk on Friday morning on the phone. We talk about again about the game because, of course, you know we're upset yeah. and everything. And then I go and I'm like out doing stuff and Kelly texts me. She's like, Oh my God, you know, you know, code Maria just went and got married. And I'm like, what? I'm yeah. like, I did not seen this guy the night before. And did yeah. not, not like a, Hey bro, you know, like I'm, I'm going to get married tomorrow. I'm like, yeah. bro, I had to find out on Facebook. You got married. We literally, yeah.
2: so Maria really didn't want to tell a lot of people. We just, oh. we just wanted to kind of be special, you know, among ourselves. And yeah. Um, I think Dolphin Derek knew. I think I think you know he because we he sat with us um, at the game on yeah. Thursday night, and, and I think something got brought up, and I think yeah. I told him. Yeah. Um, but other than that, we really try to keep it a secret, man, and just yeah. you know just wanted to kind of. Well, well so good, for I, you, good for
3: you, bro. Because you know what, Jordan, I'll let you go in just a second. But yeah. a wedding is about you and your yeah. bride and yeah, nobody yeah. else, bro. Yeah. So congratulations to you guys, yeah, Jamie. What gonna say? Well,
4: well, I saw something that Co put on Twitter. And, uh, you know, I had recalled something that he had said to me about a year ago, right? Because he, he had told me, like, you know, he was planning on getting married last fall, right? Yeah, correct. And then COVID stuff, or, or maybe even earlier than last fall. But so then I saw something he said on Twitter. So I had to call him, and I was like, does that mean
2: what I think it means? Like, is, is this happening? <laughs> and so. So a lot of people thought, because obviously, that like, even Dolphin Derek originally, He's like, oh, you're getting married. I'm like, no, nah, man, that's the 50th anniversary of Disney, bro. Like, I'm riding. <laughs> and, and honestly, it was, right? That Friday, October 1st, uh, was the 50th anniversary. So it, it, it worked out to, to all that. And, you know, it's, I'm happy. You know, obviously, you know, she goes back to her, uh, I think she goes back on the 20th. Um, she does a final fitting for her dress. We're still going to, you know, she still has her dress. Yeah. She gets that, and then we're gonna go ahead and uh, we'll set up a, a nice photo shoot. Um, you know and again, we'll take like wedding pictures and things like that. Cool, but but, you know, Bert, you're right. you know obviously, you know, we had contemplated, like I said, having a big big wedding. and then the more and more I thought about it, it's not even an economical thing for me. It was more of I'm gonna have a wedding for just a bunch of people to come and get drunk to eat food and get drunk, right and you don't even drink? <laughs> and I don't drink. Yeah. So, and, and for me, yeah, it'd be nice to have other people there and, you know, maybe to will celebrate and things like that. I mean, obviously my mom passed away. So my mom couldn't have been there. Maria's mom had passed away. She, she couldn't be there. My dad's out and he might be in California these days, I don't know really where he's at. Um, you know, and, and, you know, our kids are, you know, Zach's in college. And so whatever the case may be, you know, that's, that's who, we, you know, maybe a, a few close friends, you know, cause we had talked about like destination weddings, we had talked about all kinds of stuff. And yeah. then the more and more I thought about it, I'm like, I'm gonna put on this big old thing just to walk around to each table. Hey, thank you for coming. Yeah, hey, I appreciate it. Did, you, did, you, did yeah. you like the cake? Hey, did you see the flowers? Did you like the flowers? Yeah. Like how, how honestly, is this
3: catering, it's fantastic. Did you, right. did you try the chicken marsala? It's fantastic. Right.
2: You know, then 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 this thing you know, like then you hear all the gossip. Oh my gosh, the salad was dry. Oh, the chicken was yeah. overcooked. Oh my gosh, they, yep. they they had they had a uh, pork tenderloin. They didn't even have New York strip. You know, whatever yep. the case may be, how you know how people just dissect weddings. Oh my gosh, yep. did you did you see they had carnations? They could even do roses, whatever the case may be. Yeah. So you know they people have a, are,
3: <laughs> people are petty AF food,
2: oh, bro. bro. So you know again, Jamie, you did the same thing. It was just more you you and the wife. Yep. You know, it was your just pit- us
4: and our parents, man. Yeah, yeah. Your, your pictures there.
2: were beautiful. You know what I mean? That yeah. was just, and, and that's what it should be about. Should not be. Yeah. I'm not there to try to keep up with the Joneses, if that makes any sense. I I don't have to outdo anybody. I'm not trying to be anybody. I just wanted it to be. As long as Maria was comfortable and as long as Maria was happy with how we did it, that's all that mattered to me. Absolutely, man. Oh, so anyway, yeah. So here goes twelve minutes, eleven minutes into the show, yeah. we're talking about a wedding, but well, well, whatever. So
4: I, I yeah. want to rewind back to something you said earlier about like being numb to losing, right?
3: Yeah, and, yeah. Um, and,
2: and I want Let, let's let's you... get back to the to the topic at hand. Like <laughs>
4: well,
3: that's why it went eleven minutes before we mentioned it because yeah. it's pain.
4: <laughs> so I want to share with you guys my experience last week, okay. um, to show you where I I am at as a fan, right? And it goes along with what you said, but so I I'm streaming the game on the internet. Okay. So I'm a few minutes behind. Okay. I'm, I'm behind live TV. And so I'm watching us go down the field for this field goal attempt. And I I even tweet when we're, when we're at like the 40 yard line, I even tweet, you know, like Andy's going to get his chance to shine here. I'm pumped for him. You know, like Andy, he's a friend, you know, I know you guys are really close to him. I know him a little bit. Great kid. Right. I was very excited for him to have, have his moment. And then, You know, as it's getting apparent that this is going to come down to a field goal try, I start getting texts from people like that I can tell that we've lost. And my heart sank. And my first thought is not, oh crap, we lost. I'm thinking, I hope that this isn't a missed field goal. I you know, at this point, I'm just thinking, like, I hope it's a bad snap. I hope it's an interception. I hope it's whatever. Because like you, I didn't really care that we lost. I was just thinking about my friend. You know, <laughs> like, like sure. that's where we're at, you know, and, and so I just, if that illustrates the point, like I, I didn't even feel bad that we lost the game at that point. I was just, you know.
2: So let's reiterate this, right? Yeah. So, so previous two drives, we literally just trashed them bouncing to the outside from yep. spot to spot, to spot, to spot. So we're driving, you know, we, we get the ball back and I'm like, okay, I kind of like the direction that we're going, The offense is finally coming alive. You know, again, we're getting you're getting Burchard on the outside. You're getting Jalen on the outside. TVD's making some some nice reads, getting some nice passes. Guys are actually catching the ball. We don't have the case of the droppies the last couple series. We're moving, moving. We get to about the we get about to the 50 yard line. And and I'm looking at it besides, you know, the run to get us to the 15. And I'm like, I hope he's not gonna try to just work this clock to settle for a field goal to win this game. So I told Derek, I told JD, and I'm literally pacing up and down like where my seats are. I literally just can walk up and down like yeah. wherever, you know, so it's, you know, I'm I'm literally like pacing and I'll keep saying, literally, don't kick a field goal. Don't kick a field goal. So obviously they get down there, you know, they get to the 15, first down. And I'm thinking, okay, look, I don't, like at least try, try to get to the yeah. outside, try to, because if you think about it, right, the way that, obviously we already know that he, he clicked the, the left upright, right? Yep. Yeah. If you're five yards in, maybe that ball sails right on the inside yeah. of that upright, right? Yeah. And, again, I don't know what was said. I haven't talked to Andy. None of my business. But yeah. did Diaz or anybody go up to him and say, hey, you want left, you want right, you want middle? Where exactly do you want to kick from? Because my – listen, and not to, I'm not a kicker by any means. I would rather be on the left hash where my foot can kind of kick it more, where it's going more towards the middle to the right, yeah. you know, kind of, instead of like a, a wide right thing. Then in the middle where you either push it, you pull it, or from the left, you know you got to bring your foot way around to kind of hook that ball, right? So I don't know where he was really told, or if he was even asked where you wanted, but you yeah. get to the middle, at least be close enough, you know, to get yeah. to the middle. So whatever. No,
3: well, let's be real on whose job that is on the sideline. That's that's Packy. That's Packy. One hundred percent is Packy. It's Packy to go over there. And I mean, look, we've we've seen Andy on the sidelines the whole time. All he's doing is kicking field goals. I've never seen a kicker who kicks as many balls into the net as this kid does on the sidelines. That is Packy's job to watch. Walk up to him. Hey, man you know, you ready? This thing's this thing's probably going to come down to you, man. You good? Yeah. Take a breath, right? You know, yeah. you need to get in there. and You need to calm them. The veteran players need to be going over to them. Hey, we believe in you. We know you got yeah. this, man. Just take a deep breath. You you know, yeah. like you do it, you know, like you do it every time. But that's Packy's job to say, okay, hey, you know, we're going to position this thing, right? Because about three, four minutes on the clock, you know what you're going for, right? So, yeah. you, you know, that's it. That's Manny to be on the headset. You know, hey John, we need to we need to go over there, you know, find out where he wants this thing, man, so we can put yeah. this spot this thing in the right spot. Yeah. And then it's Lashley and, and Manny's job to get that ball put in the right place if you're gonna go for it. Because I mean, I'll be honest, you know, I yeah, I, of course looking at it now, we should we should have gone for the touchdown. But yeah. I called that whole thing going down. I said, look, this thing's gonna come down to Andy, they're gonna line it up for him, they're gonna put take it down to one second, and they're gonna give him the opportunity to kick it. Yeah. But they have to, they, they, they definitely need to make sure that they're asking the right questions to put them in place along the way. So I know we're uh, we're getting close to a break here. Man. 45 seconds? To, uh, you know, yeah, well, yeah. Let,
2: let's, let's touch on that because – and I don't mind going into the second segment and talking about this because there's a lot of things that I'm not seeing that should be corrected on an in-game basis. And, and again, special teams is one of them. You know, you, you look at how our special teams are running right now. You know, somebody like Tyreek Stevenson, who's your starting corner, why is he the one back there returning kicks? Why, isn't, a, why isn't Bashar Smith or, or, or Xavier Restrepo or, you know, a Jalen mm-hmm. Nyland or yeah. a Jacoby George? Being big, so, somebody, mm-hmm. you know, being a legitimate yeah. kick returner, punt returner, and not Tyreek Stevenson. So let's let's go back. So obviously, we got to we'll go up against the break here, real quick, on the Kangang show. Uh, go ahead. Hey, J Man, go ahead and take us to break, bro. Since you, <laughs> hey, you guys are listening to King
4: Gang Radio. Uh, here on Sirius XM, channel 145, uh, Slam Radio. <laughs> I, I almost forgot. We'll He's a little rusty. Don't hold it against him. Get, we'll catch you guys back here in about three minutes. Take care.
5: Yo,
6: what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Loan. Yo, Sway Callaway. This
5: is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Gronk, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio.
6: Sirius XM, yeah.
7: Good morning, amigo.
5: Hey, man, it, look, if they pick up Tua Nigamano Alapola, too, I'm, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It doesn't. You I don't call him if, that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigamano Alapola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigamano Alapola. Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. <laughs> Tunga Vailoa. Tunga Vailoa. Tunga Vailoa. Tunga Vailoa. That sounds much better that way. Good
0: morning, amigo. Weekdays 7 to 11, only on SiriusXM XM 145 Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on SiriusXM XM 145 Slam Radio.
1: I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General, at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family.
5: Hola mi gente, que tal les saluda la diva potra, la caballota, la reina, y un saludo a mi gente
0: de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Cane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
2: Alright, welcome, welcome, welcome back everybody. J-Man had a little. Uh, I don't want to use the word brain fart, but obviously J-Man had <laughs> a, little, a little bit of. A he, had a little, he has a neurological deficiency. Is going, you know, remembering <laughs> who we are, where we're stationed at, where we're located at, and uh, what. It's channel been a I while. Are. Did I get it right or did I mess got, up? I know I no, you got, it right. you got it right. You got it right. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, you know, so, I should have had a, I should have had a cheat sheet in front of you. Like the you flash card up for him. Yep. <laughs> um,
4: so there was one thing that I wanted to bring up. Uh, you know, back to just the way that the coaching went down. Yeah, I thought it was really unfortunate that that entire game came down to a kick by Andy at the end of the game. Um, and and my earlier comments, I didn't mean in any way to to put a negative light on him. Right? I I think no, not like, at all. Yeah, he's he's an incredible true freshman kicker, right? Like all kickers miss, you know, that's, but, but what I mean with the, the whole situation is we showed up to the game, not looking prepared. Okay. Like classic Manny Diaz coach team. We show up not looking prepared. We're playing down to our competition. Um, TVD struggles for three quarters, you know, the two and a half quarters, I'll say, um, you know, defensive issues. So we have issues across the board this whole game. And then it comes down to can our 18 year old, 19 year old freshman kicker bail everybody out. Right. (laughs) Because you know that if, if that kick goes in, then you know, Manny Diaz is at the press
2: conference. You know, this is what Virginia we had. Does. We had all the confidence in the world yeah. in our young kicker. He, yeah. We knew that he was going to be there. Like, you know, yeah. that's, that's why we
4: signed him. <laughs> yep, and that's the spin zone, right? It is yep. is many would get up on the podium and say, hey, this is – Virginia's a great, you know, well-coached team. They won the ACC like two or three years ago, the the ACC Coastal, I mean. Um, like, this is what they do. They're a good program. You know, Bronco Mendenhall's a good coach, right? We'd get that treatment, you know. And and that's even after all of the failings of of different coaches and different position groups and stuff like that that happened for fifty nine minutes and fifty seconds, right? Um, so it's a shame that the the result came down to just one kick, one yeah. play, right? Because that that you know, thankfully Andy didn't get too much heat. I think a lot of fans understood what happened in that game, and that's yeah, cool. yeah. Um, I can tell I you
2: for I can tell you firsthand. Emotionally, he was kind of distraught after the game. I yeah. just tell you that. I'll just leave it like that.
4: Yeah, and and I feel bad. Like I, I don't blame him. Right? We're all competitors. I'm, I'm sure Andy's, uh, you know, as much of a competitor as anyone. Like he probably wanted to win that game. It's just, it's a shame that, you know, it came down to him making up for bad choices, bad plays, you know, unpreparedness across the board. It's so, not how it should be.
3: So let me ask you guys both a question here, right? And if it let's say we're in that exact same situation and you take all the the chatter, all the fan pressure, all that out of the preparation for the game. Close game like that. Do you guys think it's different without all that, without all the fan uh, pressure that we've been putting on?
2: I think so. I mean, obviously first and foremost, he has a lot to live up to based on his name. Obviously, his brother was an all American, right? At the University of Miami. I mean, I will say this, I thought he was an all-American when he was at FIU, right? So, you know, but to have that to have that stigma to know that your brother's name hangs in the rafters at the University of Miami inside the IPF, knowing your brother is a Luke Rose Award winner. Maybe that doesn't play anything into it, but knowing, hey, look, my brothers made big time kicks here at the University of Miami. My brothers made big time kicks at FIU. You know, can I live up to those expectations? And I think that's kind of unfair to put that stigma on someone like Andy until yeah. you've been there, until you've done it. Obviously, he made a big kick against App State, right? A lot yeah. farther, you know. So we know mentally where Andy's head is. I think he's good at that. I just don't feel like the coaches did a due service and did justice to the young kid when they literally could have just pounded the ball in. Yeah. And think about this, right? They pound the ball in, there might be 40, 45 seconds. And Virginia's got to go the length of the field with no timeouts and score a touchdown. Yeah. yeah. So that that's the thing that gets to me.
3: Yeah. Put some faith in your your defense. So Jordan, same question to you.
2: Yeah.
4: I. I mean, I agree. I. I think Manny's an optics guy, right? At the end of the day, and and I don't know the guy. I've never talked to him. You know, but but this is my perception of of how he handles business as a coach and as a person um is that it seems to me from the outside that at the end of the day he, all he cares about is the perception of his job about how it's going right that more so than outcome he wants to control the narrative that results out of any outcome like the outcome is less important than the fallout right and yeah. i don't i think he's more wor- not i think he's more worried about being on the hot seat than he was about winning that game. Um, And he played scared. That's, that's scared coaching right there.
3: So, so I'd, I'd like to take that somewhere if I can. So, you know, like I put something out there on Twitter too, that that like kind of got into my head too, which is, you know, shame on the powers that be for not taking a position, either you back Manny or you move on right with everything that's going on, you know, because it's not fair to the players that are on the team, to their families that are out there fighting with everybody, to the fan base, to everybody that's involved. It's not fair to Manny himself, right? Yeah. Like, you know, if, if, if you're behind the guy, get out there and publicly state, hey, listen, we know we've slipped. We have all the confidence in the world that we are going to rebound hard this year and we're yeah. going to get every ounce of effort the rest of the year. But what this school has always done is they go radio silent in these situations. It was the same way after we lost to Cincinnati uh up there the one year on a Friday night. Thursday. We come back or Thursday night, excuse me. <laughs> I, of, course, of, course he, <laughs> of course he would remember, right? But uh then I think it was the following week or the week after that that we got slapped in our in our mouth by by Clemson, Clemson. fifty eight, nothing. Yeah. You know, and then you finally take the, then you finally jump out and you, you know, take it. But you know, the entire time it's just it's radio silence from the yeah. administration. And you know, you got to back the guy, or you got to move on. Right? There's no middle yeah. ground.
2: I th- ahead, so, go. so I agree with you, and then I disagree with you. Let me tell you why I agree with you. I agree with you because the fan base wants to hear something, and, and I think that's really, it's predicated on the fan base because the fan base is the one out there tweeting. Posting stuff on social media, trying to make an uproar, blah, blah, blah. But then obviously, they don't have to do anything. Obviously, yeah. they can have internal conversations. Um, they can meet with the BOTs. They can meet with the staff. Um, so I think it all, it all boils down to like when, when you look at situations like when we talked about this last week, too, you look at uh, like USC, what they did with Clay Hilton. They just didn't feel like he was the right guy leading, leading USC into. This season, like the rest of the season, and moving forward, so they made a business decision and cut ties right then. Um, the same thing that happened with Golden, you know, obviously it was more of a loyalty thing when he wouldn't get rid of an off-rail, and he kind of got the you know chopping block. There's nobody on this staff that I think is is, and I want to I want to uh, let me phrase this the right way in case you know somebody <laughs> from the somebody from the SID department is listening or wants oh. to review our tape or whatever the case may be. I just don't feel that there's somebody that is is competent if Manny gets fired to run this team. I'll let you guys answer that. Let me ask you that question. Do you think there's anybody on the staff that is competent to run this team moving forward?
3: J-Man, you go first.
2: Okay, J-Man, you go first. (laughs) I I want to think about
3: this one a little bit, but go ahead. Yeah. So
4: So – I, I could go a few different ways
2: with this. Um, and, and let's debate those because yeah. I have – there's some names and I'll
4: debate yeah. why. Go so the, the first the first name that – well, two names pop up instantly, right? And they're guys with head coaching experience. I'll be, I'll be at, at a much lower level of competition, right? Uh, Jeff Simpson is a highly lauded, you know, accomplished Georgia high school football coach with NFL coaching experience, right? Um, I think he would be the first guy that pops into my mind. And then you're not disrupting the game planning of, of the offensive coordinator, uh, you know, that, that type of stuff. Right. Um, and he's associate head coach, I believe. Correct. Yes. I, I believe he is. Correct. And then uh, the other name is Garen justice. Uh, you know, he, he coached at what, like a division three school was very successful as a head coach there. Um, so at least he has been a CEO before. Right. Um Some of the other names, like, I'm kind of worried about that. I mean, I don't think we dwelled too much because we were all excited about Rhett Lashley. I don't think we actually thought about how much responsibility he's had in his past, Mm -hmm. which actually is surprisingly low when you really start to give it consideration, right? Correct. I Um, I think
3: Sonny Dykes called the plays at SMU, right? He might have. I I, I I have no idea.
4: But, you know,
2: Gus Malzahn called the plays at Auburn.
4: Yeah, yep. I mean, he had training wheels on his whole time at Auburn, and and I don't want to come off as disrespectful, right? Because I was championing that Rhett Lashley name when he was a candidate.
3: Oh, we I all are.
4: <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I thought it was the perfect hire, right? I gave so, it an A plus, yeah. ten
2: out of ten. But you know, now we have hindsight, right? Hindsight's twenty twenty. Yeah. So I, I want to go back to the the two names that you said, and then I'll get back with Lashley and then Bird. We're going to go to you, right? Yep. So, Jeff Simpson. Not taking anything away. I think the guy, is, he, he's he's a great guy. I think he'll he'll get the best out of the people that he's coaching as far as a D-line. He did have some some NFL experience, but if you were that good, you're not leaving the NFL, right? So let me preface by saying that. With Garen Justice, and, again, I feel like you're only as good, and I've said this, again, we talk about the Mike Rump situation. I think you're only as good as a coach as the players that you have that you are mm-hmm. able to coach. I don't know what, what we've seen over the last two years with Garen Justice. It's pretty much the same thing we saw with Stacey Searles. Miami just does not have a, a good offense online. They can't recruit good offensive linemen. You look at Navon Donaldson, I thought he was going to be an All-American. You know, again, Corey Gaynor has not progressed or got any bigger literally since probably sophomore year. Not taking anything away from Feely, but again, the player has to be able to put in the work and put in the effort as well. Right. Nobody in that O line is let me rephrase this. Nobody on the twenty twenty one team is probably even draftable. Right. So but that's another topic. But going back to your names, I just don't see a Jeff Simpson being an interim head coach at the University of Miami. Again, that's why I don't feel like you get your first gig at a power five or a Miami as your first gig. Same thing with Garrett Justice. Now you talk about Rhett Lashley. You know, when he was at SMU, that ball was flying up and down the field. I don't care if you want to call it a power spread, or power eye, power run, whatever, you know. We're doing RPOs, but we don't even do RPOs. We literally just do like a PPO. Like we don't do anything with it, right? You got to be able to know the system. Like pull the ball, take shots down the field, run.
6: Yeah.
2: We don't do any of that. So, though, yeah. I, I just, I don't see anybody. Uh, uh, so, before I even, Bird, talk to yeah. me about is there anybody sure. competent? Yeah. So you
8: can't
2: even say Bob Shue because you get paid by Michigan. No, don't
3: know. It's not on my list. So, okay. so here's the thing. If you have to make a midseason change, you're making a, a change at two positions, head coach and D.C. Correct. So because of that fact, and I know I've got to promote somebody else to run the D, I'm putting T. Rob in charge of the D, and I'm not touching any of the other defensive coaches for an interim basis, right? Yep. So then you look at the offensive side of the ball. There's really only one guy that I think – that I would put on the offensive side of the ball is as a candidate, even, and that's probably Rob Likens. Right. And because I know if I move Likens up, uh, that means I'm going to move David Cooney into the role of wide receiver coach. Right. So, but, but even Likens, I I still don't even love that move. I mean, you know, and I go, I think I'm going to take your name on here because you and I have talked about this. Right. And I know this is kind of an an out there play. Right. But I'm giving Ed Reed the job, (laughs) you know, just because like, Hey, hop in here, Ed, um, I know that he's going to hold these guys accountable. Uh, the guy is going to know how to make decisions inside the, inside the games and manage clock and um, you know, and, and, and basically set these guys up for, for success. Right. So if I'm to choose somebody it's Ed, but even at that, I'm, you know, I don't love that.
2: All right. So let me go ahead and end debate to you as well. Rob likings. Absolutely not. I mean, if, if you're going to be the interim head coach, your wide receiver play is, is kind of putrid right now, right? Right. And again, you're only as good as the players that you have. I mean, you, you brought back a six year on Mike Harley. You brought back, you know, you, you got a transfer portal in Charleston Rambo, who has shown flashes from time to time. You got somebody like Keyshawn Smith, who don't even get the ball thrown to him when it's literally one on one all day and you don't even take opportunities to him. Like, that's where I feel like you as a coach, wide receiver coach, you need to go talk to Le- like Rhett and be like, bro. Number five is one-on-one all day outside on the outside corner, and you're not even taking shots out of that, right? So I think there has to be some type of, you know, urgency as, as a coach. Now, I'm going to go back to your other point. You know, you take away Manny and you you promote T-Rob to defensive coordinator. Why? Because at the end of the day, like, our secondary is getting scorched right now. I don't see anybody going off on T-Rob or nobody's going in at DVD. The way they were with Mike Rump over the last couple of years. And it's yeah, the same correct. players that and they're the same players that are there when Rump was there. So yeah. why aren't you? know, if you're gonna call a spade a spade, then do it all the way across the board. Stay consistent. Yeah. I don't I don't like to see this. I'm gonna bash Mike Rump. Oh my gosh, you can't do this, you can't do that. Oh, then it was Banda's fault. Well, Banda's not here anymore. You brought in T Rob. Oh, T Rob has the you know, he has the, 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 the turning players into first-round draft picks. I don't see DJ Ivy as being a first-round draft pick. I don't see DeCorey Couch as being a first-round draft pick. I don't see Al Blaze being a first-round draft pick. I don't see Tyreek Stevenson being a first-round draft pick. Anybody else you want to throw out there that's going to be a first-round draft pick? Absolutely not, right? So, you know, it's it's mind-boggling to me that you look at – you literally have – and, again, I say this with the utmost respect. You literally have a a G5 at best coaching staff yeah. at the University of Miami. And, and I say that with the utmost respect, right, because, again – you know, I think T Rob has shown that he can do things, but you got to have the players. And again, you look at the kid that he had at South Carolina, um, that went to GT like Ron. number nine, GT GT Horn. Horn. Yeah. just a different type of ball player than what we have at the University of Miami. Yeah. And again, we don't know like what some of these other young guys can do. What's going on with the Marcus Clarks, Isaiah Duncan, Jalen Harrells, like, like. We got to be able to get some of the young guys onto the field to see because if they're better than the older guys, by all means, let yeah. them play. Because I watched DJ Ivy literally get burned every single play when he's Watch. on the field, yeah. and 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 again, that's coaching. That's on T route. That's on DVD. If you see the same thing that the that the the fans see, why aren't you pulling him? So anyway, we got to go to break, and we'll get back into that. So.
3: All right. Let's let's, uh, let's have J-Man take us to break again, see if he's got a little... Oh, little let boost. me get the flash
2: uh, j flash I'm, I'm going to fumble it again.
4: <laughs> All right. You guys are listening to Kang Gang Radio here, here on Sirius XM Channel 145 Slam Radio. We'll catch you in a bit. <laughs> hey, look what I found.
1: A radio. Radio.
0: This is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio. Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on SiriusXM XM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
9: Social Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov.
7: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
6: I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. What are you telling? You're telling them you you know, that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning and you don't really understand what it is to win, you, you got to take those losses, you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs, in order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about.
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique
5: Santos, 1249, Latino.
0: And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
2: Hey everybody! Again, it's third segment, first hour, rocking and rolling, having a good old time, just chopping it up with the fellas. J Man's probably on his like fourth Mountain Dew. Dirty Bird's probably on his sixteenth ketone ketone diet thing that he's doing. Who knows what's going on in the world? How do you do or what another dude? Mountain Dew. I just, I just said you're probably on your sixth one right now, so <laughs> you know it's it's mind-boggling to me just to see how far the University of Miami has fallen, fallen from national yeah. dominance. And again, this isn't something new. And then, so obviously social media, it, it, it's a great tool. You know, it, it's a great opportunity for, for families to kind of reconnect, you know, when they're out of States or different areas, like social media can be great for something and they can be bad for other things. Right. Yeah. A couple of things that I saw this past week, did you guys catch the one-on-one with uh, Devin Hester and, and Shannon Sharp or, yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, we're just, we're just talking about being a deep Shannon. Stuff. Yeah. Literally. He's talking about Randy Shannon. Yeah. You know, and then you see uh then Reggie Youngblood tweets stuff out, you know, no. same situation. Like, bro, like there's so much behind the scenes at the University of Miami that people just don't talk about, you yeah. know, and, and it's not a, it's not an AD issue. So let me ask you this. Bird, do we fire Blake James? And if we do, why?
3: Well, here's the, here's the thing on that. Right. You and know, and J-Man, I, I
2: want you I want you to counter that after Bird. <laughs>
3: Here's the thing. I mean, you know, look, we are, they are both in a results driven position, right? Meaning that you have to put results on the board. So for Banny, it's the football team and his resume abysmal when you look at it. Right. I mean, if you're, if you're applying to, for a, a job as a carpenter and, you know, you bring me a resume wow. that says, you know, you, 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 you were 16 to 13 and completing jobs for us, you know, chances are I'm not going to hire you for that. Right. Yeah. Well, same thing, kind of thing with Blake James, except you look at all of the different programs, right? And of the of our programs, right? Of our majors, you know, four of them are bad across across the board, right? Yep. And here's here's something that that bothers me. I was listening to to Blake's press conference or not his press conference, but his interview uh, with Packer and Durham this morning, and they always go back to this. Oh, you know, we're so proud of our academic standing. Well, you know what? Our admission standards are higher over here. So, you know what? 3.0 grade point average for 15 semesters in a row, that's table stakes, right? Like, I don't want to hear you get up here and and tout that horn, right? You know, we have a harder school to get into. You know, there's a lot of kids that have, you know, have had to leave the problem because they don't, you know, meet the academic requirements. There's a lot of kids, you know, who never got in. I mean, heck, there was that tight end, uh, Derek Griffin, I think was his yeah. name, was the number It'd one recruit. In Texas or
4: something, yeah, he'd yeah, right. have a small It'd school in Texas because he couldn't.
3: Yeah. So, you know, I don't want to hear you come in here and, and tout this great thing on on academics, right? That's table sticks. That being said, and I know I'm being kind of long-winded on this, though, but, you know, I think Blake's a great guy. I've met him. I've had, you know, a handful of conversations with him, right? But when you are in a results-oriented business, you know, and you don't have the results, speaks for itself, right? And, yeah. you know, we... And and it's but it's not just one person. This is the same thing, right? It's not just sure. fire Manny. It's not fire Manny and Blake. The entire program needs a mindset and a culture change, right? Like you have to instill a winning mindset into the program. one that we had before. You know, listen, the administration has never backed athletics at this at this school. Never, yeah. right? even back in the, uh, the tad foot days, right? Like we were winning despite the administration. And yeah. what we need to do is we need to get the athletic department back to that, not where their adversaries are rebellious towards the administration, but to the point where, you know, look, it doesn't matter. We're going to go and we're going to make this mindset of it's us against the world. And we are going to, we're going to win at all costs in every one of our programs. Yeah. You know, they talk about bringing facilities up to date and all that. You know, stop playing catch up with everybody, you know, yep. bring me the next thing in innovation, right? Get ahead yep. of the curve, right? Yep. And, you know, a lot of the things too, you know, and Cole and I have talked a lot about this, the game day experience at the at, at the stadium, right? Well, I'm like, I love hard rock and I'm not one of those people who's like, oh, we need an on-campus stadium, but the game day experience – they treat Canes games like NFL games, right? And guess what? During college football games, people stand the whole damn time. So don't have the ushers coming down and telling us we need to sit down. It's a college football game, right? It's not a Dolphins game. You know, the parking situation, disaster, right? The the cane walk when they come in, right? I know it's probably Coe's most passionate point, but you got the cheerleaders in the band. You know, we're sitting next to players' parents that the kids can't even get over to give their parents, you know, a hug and a kiss on the way into the game, like... You know, so when I talk about that, it's 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 not just Blake, right? Just fire Blake, right? Yeah. It's that the entire administration. There, there is an entire. You need somebody who can shift the entire culture around yeah. athletics.
4: Yeah, I, you know, I would kind of want to tee off on your point. Uh, you know, going right along with you, like you, you brought up the, you brought hmm. up the culture. There's there's a vampiric culture at the University of Miami. Like, look at the players that come in, man like how excited were we about Bubba Bolden for his first five to eight games as a cane. Okay. And dude, stocks are trending down on guys that are in the program for a while. Stocks go down, you know, (laughs) like that's not a coincidence, especially when you're talking that is across two university presidents, at least three ADs that I can think of off the top of my head and five head coaches, you know, like, there is, there is something seriously wrong with with yeah. the athletic culture around the University of Miami, and I'm not going to pretend like I have the answers or else they should hire me as AD, right? Um, yeah. But I think when you're at the point of having such a toxic culture that really just sucks the life out of everyone involved, you know, like look at the coaches that come through here, man. Like, where's Larry Coker? I mean, he's older now, but where where did he go? Where did Randy Shannon go? Where did Al Golden go?
6: You so know,
4: Golden where...
2: Golden went to he went to Detroit. Detroit.
4: Yeah, he was a tight end
2: coach. I don't think he's there anymore. I think he's somewhere else. He's in Cincinnati, coaching the right? But,
4: but what I'm saying though is, like these guys, their coaching careers are are shot after.
2: You I, I mean, you're right. I mean, if you look at Shannon, yeah, uh, he ended up going to Florida, UCF. Yeah. I think now he's in Tallahassee. Arkansas, yeah. Like, but he'll never, he's not getting a head coaching job he's,
4: ever again.
2: But And that's the thing, right? You name those guys. Yeah. Like, Let's go back 20 years. Butch Davis went back to being a head coach. Went to the NFL, came back to college to be a head coach. Larry Coker became another head coach at the University of Texas, San Antonio. Yeah. Other than that, Randy Shannon never became another head coach. Yeah. Al Golden won't ever be a head coach. He's just horrible. Mark Ritt, I just think at this point now, he's just not going to go back into coaching. Yeah. Uh, you know, but Manny Diaz, where would he – who would want him as a head coach unless you're going to – He's going a- to Bama.
3: He's going, yeah. to Bama as a, he's going to Bama as an assistant, and he's going to go take a job somewhere, and he's going well, to you know get it all that, figured out.
4: I could see him ending up as like like the defensive coordinator at Louisiana Tech
2: again. Yeah, go to a G5 and, school. And
3: then, school or, yeah,
4: and then and getting another head coaching job at a G5 school in five, ten years. I could see that. But Let like, him
3: replace Butch at FIU.
4: Yeah, he, he might. Bro, one hundred percent. Like one hundred percent. But he's not. He's not making a lateral move. Like this, our culture is so bad. And you know, I, I bring that up about I don't have the answers, or else they should hire me. Well, clearly, the people that we have hired also don't have the answers.
2: Okay. L- let and me ask so, you this, J man. Let me ask you this. Okay. What is the sole responsibility of an AD? Well, I—I I mean, I would—I would assume
4: because he's the director of athletics, it would be to direct athletic programs of the school in the right direction.
3: Okay. I think it's—I think it's a fewfold, right? It's—it's it's fundraising. It's. Um you know, it's, it's the results of the program, right? Like, you know, instilling a winning culture and a, you know, in a proper culture, right. You know, making sure that uh, that we're set up for success and we're set up in budgets. But to me, all that goes to one thing, fundraising, the culture, all that stuff goes down to one thing and that's winning and performance, right? You win, the money's going to be there. Like the funds are going to be there instantly if you're winning, right? Um, yeah. Nothing is a hotter ticket in the city of Miami than when the Canes are winning, right? And the the electric atmosphere at the games, you know, but it's also when we're not winning, it's the coldest thing in town, right?
4: (laughs) Well, I mean, people, one of the things people say is they're like, we're not going to hire a big name coach. We're not going to go after Mario Cristobal. We're not going to go after Lane Kiffin or whoever. Like the name doesn't matter, right? But that profile, they say, we're not going to do that because we don't have the money or it's too expensive, that's the phrase that really gets me going because the most expensive thing in the world is mediocrity. Yeah. you know? I, like, I, agree, I agree with that. Man. Yeah. the That's most ex- The most expensive thing on the planet is being forgettable, you know, because like there's a reason why the Golden State Warriors are willing to pay $120 million in luxury taxes everywhere or every year. And it's because, you know what, they won three out of four NBA championships. They're probably not even like they're probably not even, you know, blinking at that bottom line, because they're like, hey, you know, we're we're making so much money that I can shed that 120 million luxury taxes.
2: Not even bad an eye at it. So so think about this too, right? When when Coach Rick ended up leaving the program and stepping down, he left 20 mil on the table, (laughs) and yet what did we do with that? we went ahead and, and paid a 4 million dollar buyout to temple we pretty much wrote a check to temple for 4 million and said hey let me take you know Manny Diaz back yeah. like you could have did some due diligence you could have spent a million dollars on you know bringing in you know legitimate candidates you know let me let me throw a couple names out, out to you and let's talk about this cuz Let's say Miami next week goes into Carolina and gets trounced. I don't think they're going to. I think Miami wins. I'm always yeah. gonna say Miami's gonna win. But I honestly think Miami wins well, next week, right? I hope that's you're just right, me. Man.
4: That, that
3: I got them for I got them
4: 14-13. Okay. Isn't the line like isn't the line like Carolina minus three? I, I and I
2: don't know why wow. they're even good grief given three, right? So anyway,
4: <laughs> grief.
2: I, I just I don't understand enough for the life of me. But let's look at name. Let's say let's say they lose. Yeah. At what point do you pull the trigger? Do you pull it next week? Like literally on the way home, say Manny, like it's because it's you know Blake working. James, Jen Strolley, they all travel, they all travel to the to the games. Yeah. Like, you know, I remember was it was it Lane Kiffin? Somebody literally I think at USC. Find yeah. the tarmac fired at USC. On the tar- right. yeah. Like have some balls and say, Manny, when you get back tonight to the heck, just pack your stuff and bounce. Right. Yeah. You, you got to be able to make a statement and, and get your program because yeah. U.S. I mean, UNC literally is not a good program right now. They're, yeah. they're not as good as everybody thought they were uh, or they were going to be. So I don't even know where I was going. Oh, let's talk about possible names. Well, if that happens after UNC, man, it's
4: five weeks too late. He should have been fired after Appalachian State.
8: Like, uh, yeah, again, I'm long, though, you can't
4: fire somebody after a win man <laughs> it, it depends on it depends on depends where on your expectations the win was are. <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it yeah. depends so, on where your expectations are because i like that yeah. was the game i mean we talked a lot last year about this you know i i was on the fence after last season with manny i was like look we made progress i don't think it was as good of progress as everyone thinks we'll right. see how it's gonna go next year um and at that point, it was very apparent to me, like, hey, last year was the mirage that I was worried about, right? We only beat one team with a winning record. Like, it wasn't as special of an, a season as eight and three would make you feel like. That was pretty apparent. I was out. I didn't care that we won. I didn't care how many games we will win. You know, it it would have taken the miracle of us still getting into the playoff for me to, like, consider that I was wrong. Because I've just seen too much, man. It's but in
2: so uh, we go back, and again, I, I hate bringing them to the past, but, yeah. you know, Bird, if we go back 2017, I still feel like that season was a lot of smoke and mirrors. Oh, yeah. That, right? And, and I agree, last year I think it was the same thing. You yeah. should have lost probably to NC State. You probably should have lost to Pitt last year. Uh, Virginia, you know, gave you a run. You should have probably lost that game as well. So there was no legitimate dominant games that you yeah. literally won. Like, again, yeah. you beat Duke. Central, yeah, Duke. But That's then, you, you know – you beat Central Connecticut State this year. Literally, you should have the same record right now as FSU. You should yeah. be one and four, yeah. bottom dwelling in the ACC. Ooh. When you when you have a plethora of of talent, and, and you're pretty much probably take away the first game of the season against Alabama, you probably have far more talent, superior talent than everybody you've played so far. Yeah. Well, Correct.
4: And and it's not just the record, man, but it's it's like it's the how time. the how correct yes. how and, and it goes back to what I said about guys coming into the program and getting worse, right? How many times in the last three years have we said, you know what, our transfer portal guys are the best guys on the team?
2: And then yeah. you know what? If they because they've already
7: year,
2: Yeah, because they've already had great coaching and yeah. being coached up you know, by better coaches. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. You're literally coming in here, and I'm not taking nothing away from G5 programs. Like, I would love to have uh, Luke Fickle from Cincinnati yeah. right now. Yeah, uh, oh, like, yeah, absolutely. Bro, you know, everybody want wanted – and, like, well, I really want to get into names, like, in uh-huh. the next segment, yeah. because there's so many good names out there. Yeah. But it's so nice to be able to debate going back and forth. Yeah. But, J-Man, to your point, I really feel like everybody on our team has regressed. Yes. You know, and again, so I this year alone, I've seen people like James Williams, Cam Kitchens, Leonard Taylor, Romelo Brinson, Elijah Arroyo, you know, Jacoby Jordan, Bashard Smith. Those extra, you know, Xavier Restrepo. So I just named you probably six, seven guys that are pretty much either true freshmen or 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 redshirt yeah. freshmen based on COVID that are far better, superior players yeah. than anybody we have on our team. Yeah, there's no reason why James Williams and Cam Kitchens aren't your starting safeties Bubba can take a seat on the bench gervin hall can sit on the bench yep. again if if, if keontra smith probably didn't hurt his knee we probably would see a little bit more yep. of him playing a little bit better but man i just put a life of me the younger guys are so much more superior than the older guys well how is it that
4: like <laughs> xavier or uh not uh charleston rambo he's the best player on offense man and you're not even getting the ball all the time. Yeah. Like, how does this happen every year? The guy, the best guy on each side of the ball is a brand new face that hasn't had all of its habits ruined or yeah. hasn't had his morale broken. You know, like, yeah, like what's going on to completely change these guys? You know, because they are like Bubba Bolden is not the same dude that got off the plane from USC.
2: No, I, and literally that changed. We talked about this all the time. Yeah. It changed against NC State. He got pancaked against NC State last year, and it's been downhill ever since yeah. that game. So, well, we can talk names. I didn't mean to yeah. distract you. No, listen, so we, we got to go to break anyway, um, and then we'll just roll into the next segment. But I would love, j to talk some names and Bird. I think there's some good names out there for potential hires. So, anyway, we're going to go to break. Bird, you take us there, and then we'll be right back.
3: Alright, you guys are listening to the Cang Gang Radio show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio Channel 145. We'll be back with Co and the J-Man in just a
5: moment.
6: Yo, what's up, baby? Let's go! This is Tua Tungo by Lohan. Yo, Sway Calloway. This
5: is Spice Adams. This is Michael the Playmaker. Everything What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio
6: Sirius XM.
5: Yeah.
7: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Good morning,
5: amigo. Hey, man, it, look, if they pick up Tua Nigamano Alapola, too, I'm, I'll be fine with him. But I'm just looking I'm, I'm looking at the different angles. It does, you I don't call him if, that. I call him Tunga Vailoa. Whatever you want to call him. Listen, I don't know if they're 100% sold on Tua Nigamano Alapola. Tunga Vailoa is the next quarterback of the Miami Dolphins. How can you get that name so perfect? Tua Nigamano Alapola? Tua? I can't do it. I'm done. (laughs) Tunga Bailoa. Tunga Bailoa. Tunga Bailoa. Tunga Bailoa. Tunga Bailoa. Tunga Bailoa. that sounds much better that way.
0: (laughs) Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
1: I'm Andrew Saul, Commissioner of Social Security. I'm here to warn you about telephone scammers pretending to be government employees. Some of these scammers may say threatening things like you will be arrested if you don't make payments or provide personal information. Do not fall for these tricks. These calls are not from us. Real Social Security employees will never threaten you for information or money. If you receive a call like this, hang up. Never give the caller your personal information like your Social Security number or bank account, or send money in any form, cash, gift cards, wire transfers, or prepaid debit cards. Report the call to our law enforcement arm, the Office of the Inspector General, at oig.ssa.gov. Share this information with your friends and family.
5: Hola, mi gente.
0: ¿Qué tal? Les saluda la diva, la otra, la caballota, la reina y mi cuí. Un saludo, mi gente de Slam Radio. And now we're back with Cane Gang on Series XM 145 Slam Radio.
2: All right, guys. So obviously, there's a lot of opportunities. For things to happen this week, if my you know following next week if Miami loses, so Bird, I'm gonna start with, you, start with you. Give me three names of potential or, or not potential. Give me three guys who you would like to see coach at the University of Miami, and then Jay so, Man, I'll follow up with you.
3: So everybody knows all the all the names that keep getting floated out there all the time. I mean, of course, uh, I've always been a Crystal Ball fan, even from his days at, at FIU. Right? Uh, I don't think that's likely though with with the Program that he's in right now. And I think if Blake's here, I don't think there's any way that, uh, that, uh, that yeah. Morio comes back. Right. But he'd probably be, if I had to pick anybody, he'd probably be the guy I'd put at the top of the list. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to go against that theory though on my number two. And there's a guy out there that's coaching that I haven't heard his name put up one more time, one time. But Coach, shaking me off here. Why are you shaking me off?
2: Well, cause I have a name too, but I don't want you to All right. Well, you name say,
3: name. you say yours. You say yours first. So I don't. You always say it now. Too. Yeah. Go ahead.
2: Rob
3: Chizinski. Okay. That's not anywhere where <laughs> I was going. Rob so, Chizinski. So, so, save, so save your Chud thought. Yeah. Chud. And I'm going to go, listen, the guy coaching at BYU, Kalani Satake, not bad. Uh, that, dude, that dude is a coach. I'm yeah. telling you right now. And I just looked it up, and I, I can't find an exact number. But this guy's making like less than two million a year. So to yeah. me, my plan—if I'm—I'm AD, right? Which I'm not, obviously. Yeah. I hire Sataki as my head coach, and I have him build this amazing culture that he's built around the BYU program. And Jordan, you probably have a lot of thoughts about this because you're you're out there in that area with this guy, uh-huh. right? And I know you don't like BYU though, right?
4: <laughs> I, I actually am a BYU fan. It's Marsh that doesn't. Oh, like him. okay. Got gotcha, you. Gotcha. Yeah.
3: So 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 I'll, I'll I'll throw it over to you here in a second on this, but I think you go and you get Sataki – and then you go get two really strong coordinators, right? Yeah. And in strong coordinators, I'm talking Charlie Strong, who I think is probably the best college defensive coordinator that's out there. Yeah. And I think on OC, you go get either a Tom Herman, who's ready for a rebound. He's an he's, he's a offensive analyst with the Bears, and you give him the opportunity to come in and run an offense with these uh, athletes that we have here. Or you even go back into the pool with one of the greatest Kane names of all time and a guy who's been Cam Newton's quarterback coach and you get Ken Dorsey and you let him run the offense. So but that's that's my number two. And then the number three one that I have, because you're asking me for three, but I think this one's fun and I'm not too serious. So please don't like think I'm crazy for this. What about Deion? Deon Sanders. Uh, <laughs> well, here, here's the thing, man. Like, if you need a guy who's a, a CEO and a like chief of swag, right? There's, there's no one better than Dion. It always kills me the fact that that kid went to Florida State. That kid should have been a Hurricane, just the way he carries himself, the way he is. I think he's yeah. doing wonders at Jackson State. I think he's going to be a phenomenal head coach. And if he goes back to Florida State, I think he's probably the only guy that can um, that can get that thing fixed over there. Because I'm telling you right now, that guy starts recruiting somewhere, he's going to be the best recruiter in the state. Yeah. Without question. Maybe one of the best in the nation. Yeah. So. Jamin, tell me about Satake on my thing here.
4: Um, so I think that's a boomer bust hire, right? Um, BYU is an interesting animal in that they have incredibly strict rules uh, around their football program and just as an academic institution, right? Um, each player or student that goes there signs an honor code, which is essentially a contract of behavior that they will live up to. So incredibly tough job. So I, I don't want to like. I think it's hard to win there no matter who you are, right? Um, But just going – so all of my closest friends are diehard BYU fans. My cousin who I'm really close with, diehard BYU fan, all of my best friends. Um, And just a year and a half ago, they were calling for Kalani's head, which worries me, right? Now, granted, he's young. It's his first job. People – you know, there's a learning process, right? Um, But I would – I don't know. I, I'm a. I think he could be a home run. I also think it could be a little too early to hire a guy like that.
3: I, I just want some of those twenty five, twenty six, twenty seven year old kids he's got playing play <laughs> yeah. football over there yeah. for him.
4: The guys that are balding and have two kids. Yeah, yeah exactly. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Jeez. That's that's dude. I always joke about the BYU basketball team being full of like these white dudes that have two kids <laughs> and they're like bald already. And yeah. just but but they get buckets, but, you know, like they're they can't miss from the elbow.
3: But but if you think it's a natural progression, right, from that job to this job, right? It's a natural stepping stone. For sure. Granted, geographically, there's 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 there couldn't be more difference in geographic yeah. and, and culturally. Yep. But winning there is a hard job, like it, it would be here. It is different yep. here than it is anywhere else. So I think somebody who's already fought through some of that adversity, yeah, it's somebody that I'd I'd be down to here and I'd actually be be pretty yep. thrilled with that hire.
4: I'd be open-minded to it for sure. Um, no. So you brought up a name that I actually wouldn't mind as the head coach. And, and you know, I saw it on Twitter. Other people are pushing it. And I dug into it and I like It, it is Tom Herman for head coach, actually. Okay. Um, like, I know he got fired at Texas. But, like, when you really look into it,
2: I don't know why he got fired at Texas, you know? He, no. I, I feel like he, he was given the raw end, just like I feel like yeah. Willie Taggart was given the raw end over at FSU, right? Yeah. You know, you can't, so you look at Willie Taggart, and again, I don't like talking about FSU, but at the end of the day, you know, he was given a year and a half. And when you look at, you know, kind of what he did over there and then do candom, it's no different than what Mike was doing at FSU anyway. So and I don't I don't want to say it's a race issue, but sometimes it makes me believe that in that situation, like at FSU. I think that was kind of, you know, a situation that probably shouldn't have happened. I think he should have stayed at FSU. The Tom Herman, like when he left, I think he left Houston originally and went to Texas. Is that correct? Yeah. Like yeah. Houston had a great offense. Again, yeah. I just think Texas, and you look at them now, I think they're 4-1. They got the Red, the Red River, you know, shootout this weekend against Oklahoma. Oklahoma doesn't really impress me that much this year. So that actually is going to be an intriguing game. Um, which we'll get into pick later, but you know, Tom Herman's a name that's actually quite interesting in my mind, yeah. you know, you know, again, going back to, you know, people that have offenses like the Cliff Clingsbury, the Lane Kiffins, the Mike Leaches, like those are names that we could have had <laughs> five years ago.
4: <laughs> so Jamie, go yeah. ahead. I'm sorry. Well, and Tom Herman. So he went 32 and 18 at Texas, which includes, I mean, he beat Kirby smart and the Georgia bulldogs in the sugar bowl, right. And mm-hmm. a new Year's six bowl. Um, I don't think people realize how far our program is away from that, right? <laughs> like The best Before. year that we've had in 20 years is Mark Rick in, in 2017. And, uh, you know, we ended up losing a New Year's Six Bowl by two scores still, right? Um, so, like, we're far away from that. And and Tom Herman's a guy, he beat Jimbo Fisher in, uh, what was that, the the Peach Bowl or something when he was at uh, Houston? He beat FSU. Yeah, club. yeah. Yeah, I mean, he yeah. has some big, legitimate wins, man.
3: Like, he was the hottest name in coaching at Ohio State, yeah. and the entire time he was at Houston.
4: Yeah, yeah. Well, he I just mean, took
3: the wrong job.
4: Yeah, I mean, he was seven and three when he got fired. Yeah. I mean, dude, people were. I mean, people he probably were pissed to- off
3: Matthew McConaughey. And Matthew McConaughey says, so "Time to get him out of here."
4: Yeah. Well, I mean, people were ready to build a statue for Manny after eight and three last year, and that got that got Tom. I would not go that far.
3: I wouldn't go that far. I don't know. Any find me the person that wants to build that wanted to build Manny Diaz a statue, dude.
4: Find me that person. You just you have to go back and look at my tweets, look at the comments. Eighty percent of them were you, Dirty Bird. But (laughs) I'm just kidding. Listen, listen,
3: listen. I'm a I'm a realist though. Like, right? And and this whole thing, like, look, I I supported him off eight and three and said, hey, this year we need to have a better, uh, you know. We need to raise the bar again, right? And that hasn't happened. And then when you start look at the overall body of work,
4: <laughs> yeah. it's not very good. Well, we can't beat a decent team. Yeah, I, I'm just I'm happy that we beat teams we should have last year. But you mm-hmm. know,
2: like that's a that's a
4: Jose Borregalas away from not happening. So yeah.
2: let, let me let me let me go back to my name. So Jay, man, if you had your choice, you you go on Tom Herman.
4: Um, I wouldn't say he's first, but you know, I would. I, I feel like luke fickles probably not that like he's an ohio guy right like yeah. probably hard but you know you gotta call the Mario's the you know luke fickles tom herman would be another name and then um you know i i don't know i i'm kind of cautious about g5 guys unless they have a luke fickle-esque uh track record right like he yeah. he's taking down powerhouse programs you know he's playing georgia down to the last few seconds in, in a New Year's Six game. He's beating Notre Dame on the road. So, I don't know, man. I, so, I think Fickle
3: takes a big uh, – like, it takes a, a good Big Ten job. Like, I think that's all he's leaving since yeah. E4. Yeah.
2: So, I, I want to bring a name up. And, again, I, I said it earlier, and I don't think no one's really even mentioned this, but I think a big name that that is out there that is potential is someone like Rob Chizinski. I mean, yeah. played at Miami, head coach in the NFL – You know, I think he worked with with Boston College or is still with Boston College right now. So Mm -hmm. um, as an assistant head coach, like why not give someone like him an opportunity who knows what the program was founded on, who knows what the program, what it means to him. And to me, he has that college coaching and he has that NFL coaching. So someone like that is intriguing to me. And I don't think money-wise you would have to pay that much money to get someone like that. But I guarantee you, you bring someone like Chud in, again, maybe then you grab a Dorsey as an OC or even a quarterback coach slash type, you know. And, again, like look at our quarterback coach now, right? Like yeah, what are we doing? Like honestly, what are we doing? So <laughs> you bring somebody like that. but I bet you – I guarantee you, and I don't want to use this term like in a wrong way, But you bring in someone like Chud, I bet you all those old heads get behind this program and get back into a full force. You get the Alonzo's, you get the Melvin's, you get the Benny Blades, you know, you get the Brett Perryman's, you get the Tolbert Baines, you know, you start getting the Warren Saps, you know, you start getting the guys that, you know, that he kind of played with and put that work in with. I think they would want him, the same way I think, like, the guys wanted to see Randy succeed at the University of Miami. I just don't think Randy was that guy to get the, the program forward, you know, yeah. especially after hearing now, you know, how, like, what he did to Devin and told Devin, well, look, you're just not going to play. So Devin yeah. just said well, – that's why he said he left after his junior year because, like, he was going to be an All-American cornerback and yet you don't play him because he was getting too much accolades. Like, bro, like – why are you trying to keep the next man down? Like is it, is yeah. the spotlight bigger than you? Like, so those are the type of egos that you're starting to see things are coming out now about the program. But I, I think the Chud, the Chud situation would actually be a phenomenal hire at the University of Miami. If it were to come to fruition.
3: I got to agree with you on that one. Like I've always been, a, I've always been a Chud fan. I think the, the fact that this guy's got NFL coaching experience, um, you know, he's, he's, he's never really screwed up anywhere he's been. Right. Like he's always no. been pretty, pretty well-respected. Uh, he's a Miami guy. Like you said, he's a guy that the, the, the fans can get behind him. You know, as we're sitting here talking, I'm like looking other guys up and everything. And, you know, just realizing, you know, like you, you mentioned Dorsey, you know, Dorsey Carolina Panthers quarterback coach from 2013 yep. to 17, Cam Newton saw his best ball of his career yep. under Ken and then fell off to nothing. Now, He's the Bills quarterback coach for the past three years. Yeah. Look what he's done with Josh Allen. Yep. Yeah. Right? Like, Josh Allen is arguably top three quarterback. Look in NFL. Did,
2: but look what he did with Cam Newton in Carolina. Yeah. Yeah. That's, what, that's
3: what I'm saying. Yeah, like, yeah.
2: these guys have had their best years
3: under Dorsey, right? Yeah. You know, here's the other thing about Dorsey, too. You know, he's got a year of assistant AD experience as well. So, it's like
8: yeah.
3: – like, right. like, we got to find a way to get this guy back in the program. (laughs) Yeah,
4: I'm I'm pretty sure Dorsey's going to be the bills offensive coordinator next season though. Um, From what I understand, they've, they've been like, you know, I I mean, just from what I read on Twitter, right. I'm a bills fan that uh, as soon as that Brian dabble gets a head coaching job, which he interviews every off season. So it seems imminent, right. Especially if they win 12, 13 games again, like it it really does seem like Dorsey's going to get that job. So that that's probably another scenario with Mario where it's like, it would have to be a personal thing, you know. It it would have to be, you know, Mario or Ken or or someone just looking in the mirror and being like, you know what, I I need to I need to go back to Miami, like not yeah. for football, but for me, right? <laughs> because it, it's so, what I need to do as a person, right? As an so, alum. So,
3: let me throw this out to you guys, right? Let's say we keep Blake James as as AD, right? He does his thing, but part of it is the BOT goes back and they say, Hey, you need somebody to go and be the CEO of the, of the football program and run the program. And I'm talking along the, you know, probably one of the most popular names. We'll, we'll throw two of them out there. I'll, 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 throw Dorsey out there because he's got assistant AD experience at FIU. Mm-hmm. And I'm also going to throw the other name that gets tossed around all the time of Alonzo Highsmith, who's got a lot of, you know, NFL experience. And he's really been a, a, a proven front office guy. Yeah. So you know, you get that. You get one of those guys in. Those guys are able to rally the program, right? And rally a lot of you know the 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 former people to come together, some of these big names, be it a Morio, be it a Dorsey, whoever it may be, you know. So I know we're running up, uh, we're running up on a break here. So um you wanna go ahead and run a break now, Co. Yeah, I got to. All right. Look- Sounds good. Well, you're listening to the King Gang Radio Show here on Sirius XM Slam Radio, channel one forty five. We'll be back in just a moment.
5: Look what I found! A radio. Radio. This
0: is Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
7: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze.
0: Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM
8: 145,
0: Slam Radio. Social
9: Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends or simply just enjoying the day social security securing today and tomorrow see what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov
7: produced at U.S. taxpayer expense
6: I'm constantly failing guys I'm constantly learning it's not how you fall it's how you get back up there's no losing only learning there's no failure only opportunities and there's no problems only solutions I can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. there has got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs, in order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about.
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality.
2: Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique
5: Santos, 1249, iHeart Latino.
0: And now we're back with Kane Gang on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio.
2: Right, Bird was getting kind of long-winded over there, and I'm over there tapping the clock like, "Bro, let's go." <laughs> you got to remember, like it's a 17-minute segment, or 16 and a half minutes. Let's get, rock and roll.
3: You get, you get that bird's-eye view going, bro. You know, he don't shut up. Man.
2: <laughs> so keep going. I, I was, I was listening to what you were saying, and no, uh, keep, just,
3: keep going. Just, just that, you know. Look, I, I'd be fine with keeping Blake uh, under those circumstances, under the as long as he gives up the the, the football program, right, and gets somebody in here who who can run it because look Blake does raise a lot of money yeah. for athletics and from a facilities standpoint right the baseball stadium seen upgrades you know you know he, he worked with Sofer in the construction to get you know get the IPF set up you know we've definitely seen facilities upgrades um yeah. you know we've been we've been pretty clear as far as not getting into into trouble and stuff so you know look yeah the, the only thing that matters is winning. So as long as we correct that, the guy can stay. Like I said, been a good guy. I don't I don't yeah. think this guy wants to lose. I mean, you know, everybody's out here talking about, like, the guy sabotaging the program. <laughs> you know, yeah. I think he's just in a little bit over his head. Yeah.
2: But if, oh, if, he, he if he sabotages his program, he's just going to lose his job.
4: Right. Yeah. So that's a crazy statement, right? <laughs> yeah, it is. It is. But my my problem with Blake and, and why I kind of would love to see unilateral change, and I it's not going to happen. I would, you know. I kind of want some fire and brimstone on this, on this university, like starting at the top with, with Julio Frank and going all the way down to the, the football staff. And the reason is why is because we're seeing a rampant lack of accountability, you know? So let's say you bring in a football CEO, like I'm still worried about a can accountability when it comes across Blake's desk. You know, like he hasn't shown accountability so far. So why will he show accountability in the future? You know, like what happens if that football CEO isn't up to par? He's not going to get canned because Blake won't can anybody unless he has to. You know, so like like the problem, I'm not I'm not trying to pretend like I know the answer to our issues. Right. But an obvious problem, I don't know if it's the only one or the biggest one is a lack of accountability. Uh, at all stages of the university and just people that are complicit with that need to go, in my opinion. Like if, if you're, if
2: you're complicit in having a lack of accountability, I want you gone. I don't care who it is. So the other thing too is, and you, you mentioned the key word is accountability, yeah. right? To, Cause to me, we all have jobs. We all have yeah. opportunities to, to work and do different things. And if we're not doing our job, like we're held accountable. Yeah. right like if i'm not you know getting a house wired on time or i'm not putting lights in the right way you yeah. know like that's my job right i can lose yeah. my job for that same thing with bird if bird doesn't you know wake up at 10 o'clock and turn on his computer and start working from home, now.
8: Like, now. Like,
2: you know like you know he's, he's got to log in by you know 1002 and you know but you know again there has to be accountability all yeah. the way across the board and i and i agree i think it starts at the top Like when Julio Frank took over as president, like, again, I don't know what the responsibilities of a president of a university is. I don't, I don't know what they do. Same thing. I don't know what a wide receiver coach does. Right. Like, so I think they go hand in hand. Like if we don't know, we don't know, but you know, he came into this role taking on, you know, knowing, Hey, the university of Miami. Yeah. It's a, it's an academic, it's a medical school, but it's also a sports school. Yeah. And if you're not, you got to back the whole school one hundred percent. You can't just do, yeah. well, I'm, I'm gonna, you know, I'm gonna play Jenga and I'm gonna pull this piece out, and you know, I'm gonna ride with this one, and you know, maybe I'll grab another stick and pull this one out. Like, you got to be able to back the whole institution. And if you yeah. don't do that, then you're not the right guy for the job. And yeah. if you got guys that are underneath you, because your ads, your coaches, they pretty much all work for the president, right? I mean, you would think, like, just like having a CEO. Everybody underneath that CAO, they're accountable. So yep. why is this any different? Why isn't Blake James? Why isn't Jen Strolley? Why isn't you know Craig Anderson? Why isn't Cam Gorby? Carter Tool? You know Sam? Whoever else is working at the school? I'm just naming different positions in different areas of the school. You know the swimming coach. Why aren't these people held accountable?
3: Yeah, I don't know. One hundred percent, man. man. Yeah, I do want to. I do want to pull another thing up, and it's something we talked a little bit about. But pull Jay, I want to ask you a question. You want to play pants? <laughs> <off>. <laughs> You've been trying to throw these little zings out in the past few episodes, man. Give that you just water. said i
2: want to pull something up so.
3: i want to pull something up i want to pull a point up and talk about it
2: okay. J-Man, J-Man. When, when you heard that hey oh, i want to pull J-Man. something up what, what were you i'm
4: just yeah. glad he didn't say i want to pull something out
2: yeah <laughs> see <laughs> listen this
3: is the second show in a row Coach started making dirty jokes man so <laughs> i can't wait till the students are going to say hey or,
4: we're we're on YouTube right now, Bert. I don't know if you can do You're that. You're going to get a text warning from what? Frankie when this
3: thing goes live, man. I I'm,
2: I'm going to get to Donald Trump. You're fired. <laughs>
3: <laughs> All right. So back to my point before uh, Coach took, <laughs> took his way off the of course here. <laughs> I
4: do. So,
3: J-Man, you know, Manny's defensive coordinator right now, right, mm-hmm. in addition to head coach. Uh, you got guys that are out there that have done it for years. Jimbo's always called the plays as, um, you know, for – Texas A or wherever the heck he is, right? Are you okay with a head coach having play calling duties as well?
4: Um, I don't know, man. It's that's it's a case by case thing, in my opinion. Um, you know, like I mean, Mark Rich started doing that at Georgia, then uh, the AD pressured him to change, and he did and there's a reason (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah we learned Hey, he runs a hell of a
3: bubble screen man let me tell you
4: that's right i think he's i think he was still calling plays from 1998 (laughs) when uh when he was here 20 years later but you know it it just depends right for for some guys it works for some guys it doesn't um i mean jimbo won a national title calling plays and being a head coach manny has beat like one team with a with a winning record Man, he beat he beat know. Duke
3: forty eight nothing. But no, actually, he wasn't calling the D then. So yeah. he beat App State calling the D. He won he won yeah, sixty nine nothing against uh, Coastal Carolina calling hey, the D. What or Co- Central Connecticut? Not I Coastal won, Carolina.
4: I would have won sixty nine to nothing against Central Connecticut. man. <laughs> I know,
3: I know. It was it was such a mismatch when you look at the size yeah. of those kids. too. Oh, yeah, man. Well, I'm like
4: the coach we Man, look like. To show up.
3: It looked like it looked like a JV high school team, man. Like those kids oh, out of the field, man. Oh, I felt bad for you? them. But right. their quarterback actually, their quarterback's a Miami kid, and I think if that kid had a better supporting cast, man, I think he actually would have been a, a halfway decent player. Yeah. But um, you know, for me, man, I, I think you gotta have a guy, especially here, that's that's just the head coach, that's able to coach these guys, that's able to have crucial conversations off to the side, you know, who's able to, to, to pull these kids over, who's able to listen to the, both the offense and the defense's plays, calls going in, who's able to communicate yeah. with the coordinators. Um, you know, I, I also hate that both coordinators are on the field, <laughs> yeah. you know, like I think you've got to have somebody upstairs in the, booth. in the booth who can see it from up top because yeah. even, you know, I've started sitting down on the, you know, towards the field in the first couple rows. And I love like being close to the action. There's nothing like that, but watching the game is so much harder from there. Yeah. Um, you know, when you sit up top, man, you can see things unfold. You can see things that you can't see on the field, you know? Yeah. So even if you got a spotter upstairs, if you're the guy who's, who's, who's calling the plays, right. You should be up there watching. And so to me, like whoever's calling those plays in should be sitting upstairs.
4: Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I mean, South Florida, South Florida is a double-edged sword, right? Um the upside is that it's the biggest hotbed of talent, high school talent in you know, the country when it comes to recruiting, right? Like that that's awesome, right? But the the downside is that like there is an air of uh entitlement that comes with that, right? Because these South Florida kids in high school they become local celebrities, right? Um, And and that's just what happens. I mean, it happens other places too. You see a kid like Tate Martell, right, had a TV show as a high school senior, uh, you know, verified on Twitter, 20,000 followers. Like, (laughs) dude, I'm not sure every 17 or 18-year-old has the mental makeup for that kind of stuff, you know? You know, and
2: you're right, because I'm even looking like today, I'm just scrolling through social media. Yeah it's amazing to me and i'm just talking about university of miami kids. yeah. they're they're posting things about their nils and yeah. you know drinks and you know uh, apparel and like and i said this before how about you post a picture of you maybe like in the in the in the study room watching film. yeah. like to me that would mean more to me as a fan because at least it shows me hey, at least you're trying to better your craft you're not worrying about your endorsement deals. And yeah. I think this is, and I had a feeling that something like this was going to happen, not to just the university of Miami, yeah. but I think this happens, it's happening all around college football as yeah. well. Everybody's worried about their N ideal, you know, status and you know, the marketing opportunities. But if you're not that good, like who's giving you marketing and, and you know, NIL opportunities yeah. because, at the end of the day, like to me, if you're gonna have somebody, and, and again, like look at someone like Derek King, you know he was making all these NIL deals. You probably won't play quarterback at the University of Miami anymore. I'm, I'm just I'm speaking hypothetically. Yeah. But I like what I've seen from TVD, and the way your season's going, you're not playing in a bowl like a like a yeah. like a big bowl game. You're not playing in the national championship. You're not playing in the CFP. So I'm taking my chance and I'm riding with number nine for the rest yeah. of the season because he it's either gonna be him or 13 moving into yeah. 2022. So if I got number nine right now, who's throwing the ball pretty well, who's making the right reads, you know, whether or not you win or lose, you know, I go back to Peyton Manning when he was drafted to the Colts. Like I think his first year he went three and thirteen. But at yeah. the end of the day, he got so much experience and playing opportunity. Like some guys can, like you look at Aaron Rodgers, who sat behind Brett Favre for yeah. some years, right? Like there's those guys. But I'm also a firm believer in learning on the job. You know, yeah. that's why I feel like Peyton learned on the job. Now, granted, they're both going to be Hall of Famers, right? Or well, one's already a Hall of Famer, but Aaron Rodgers is a, a surefire first ballot Hall of Famer. So, you know, I look at TVD, who sat last year, you know, got in a couple little, you know, snaps here and there. But right now, Bert, I think he's the guy that you ride with, you know, the whole season. Because yeah. you're losing 15 starters going into 2022. Yeah. And this maybe is where I go back to like Bubba. Maybe more. Maybe more. Yeah. Like Bubba, I think I think he's gone, whether or not it's, it's trying to go to the NFL or maybe even hitting the portal. I think Bubba's gone after this year.
8: Yeah.
2: Uh, Gervin, he's gone. You know, yeah. Nesta's gone. Ford's gone. Miller's gone. Zach's gone. Uh, DeAndre Stevens, he's gone. You know, like – like, your yeah. secondary, DJ Ivy's probably gone. Uh, Blades is probably gone. So, you're talking about your defense being completely depleted. So, again, yeah. you play your Leonard Taylor. Yeah. You play your Jalen Harrell. You, you know, yeah. and again, we do have some huge recruits coming in next year, but they're still going to be 18-year-old kids, right, freshmen. Yeah. So, this is where I just want to see the opportunity for the coaches to make the right decisions moving forward. And if you want to save your season or you want to save the program, at least going into twenty twenty two, play your young guys. Go ahead, Bird. What
4: you got? Or Jamie, what you got? Sorry. So, I mean, you just kind of pointed to the how depleted our roster will be, dude. We we cannot we cannot go into next season with Manny Diaz as head coach, because if we do, it'll probably be over buyout reasons, right? It'll probably be over. Hey, look, you know, next year's a wasted Ain't year no. anyway. You know, it, yeah, it just, we can't do that, man. Like like we have so much young talent, credit to the staff, you know, they've recruited really well, so credit to them. Um, but why, why would you want your young guys subject to a coach that is uh, a dead man walking, right? Because then, you know, then there's no vision. There's no long-term vision, right? Like next year, Manny is going to know, I need to save my job because I, you know, like it, he's, he's up against the wall. He'll know it. Right. So he'll be making short-term decisions. It, it's kind of, you guys know I'm a big NBA guy. Uh, there's an anecdote of of GMs that know that they're on the hot seat. So they start trading all their first round picks to win now. Right. <laughs> so it, it's kind of a, you know, doing what I can to save my job in the meantime, because either way there's probably a good chance that I'm not the I'm not employed here in two or three years right we just I just I just hope that there's a change man we we need we need a long-term vision starting next year and I don't think this staff regardless of what happens this year is going to have that next season
2: I don't know what's going to happen man cuz as much as I was so excited about this season <laughs> I'm gonna laugh. I had so high of an expectation this Ooh. season. I mean you think about it, right? You came off eight and three. Chances are, and we've said this before, you probably should have beat Oak State if guys can catch the ball. If you had if you really played the whole season out, you know, you probably beat Georgia Tech last year. So you probably finish, you know, think about it, 10 and 2.
6: Yeah,
2: right. But so you get all your guys to come back, and yet You crap the bed, like literally. Listen, Alabama. You take Alabama out of the equation. Like I'm just, I'm throwing them. That's just a mulligan. Hey, you already own one. Alabama's just on a different level, as well as Florida played them, as well as Florida played them. It just shows you how certain teams they play up to their competition. Florida played Alabama super tight, but then yet put up ten points against Kentucky, right? So you you look at things like that, right? Yeah, you know, you put up 29 points against Alabama, but you only put up 10 against Kentucky. So that's the that's the great thing about college football. Like, there's so much parity that it's it's crazy to think there's no real dominant. You look at Georgia. Arkansas had this huge winning streak, like thinking they're going to come in there. Georgia just shut that down in a heartbeat. They, I think they only threw seven passes the whole game, right?
3: So that was one of the most dominating games I've ever seen, bro. Just watching that whole Arkansas Georgia thing.
2: Wow. So but when when you when you put it into perspective like you had you had all these guys you had a great season last year thinking okay let's just get alabama you got app state michigan state central Connecticut state virginia you literally should have been sitting at 4 and 1 right now like realistically you would think with the talent that you had you should be 4 and 1 with 9 days going into a bye week you know to to get ready for Oh, I'm sorry. No, no. 15 days or 16 days, whatever. How many days it is? It's I think it's 16, 17 days to get ready for North Carolina. Yep. And that's really your biggest test. And yet, you don't do that. You end up going two and you're two and three. You should be one and four. And it's like what's the problem? Where's the problem? And then I didn't even bring this up yet. Obviously, there was a full-blown fight at, at practice the other day. And then a players-only meeting and Coaches aren't allowed in and this person, you know, said this and, you know, this person wanted to start a fight. Like, what's going on, Bert? So, with the fight, man, So, just so you know, though, we do have about 40 seconds before we go to break. Yep.
3: So, um, yeah, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to keep it quick. I'm going to keep okay. it quick. And
2: we so can talk just, about you know, it in the next segment, so.
3: With the fight, though, man, look, that stuff happens all the time in practice. 100%. So, and you know, I think that is completely overblown and I think it's fine, right? Like these guys should that tells me there's intensity in practice, and that's one thing I want to see in here. So, you know what? I don't care about the fight. I think it was a good thing. Players only meeting, good, do it. You should do it all the time. You should have it once a week.
2: Yeah, just know? like break. We gotta do it right now. So listen to the Kangang Radio Show on Sirius XM channel one four five Slam Radio. We'll be right back.
4: Hey, look what I found. A radio. Radio.
0: This It's Series XM 145, Slam Radio.
7: There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Wash your hands. Avoid close contact with people who are sick. Avoid touching your eyes, nose, and mouth. Stay home when you are sick. Cover your cough or sneeze. Clean and disinfect frequently touched objects with household cleaning spray. For more information, visit cdc.gov COVID-19. This message brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
8: We are strong, we are resilient, and we will get through this together. But these are stressful times, and it's important to also practice good self-care. It's normal to feel overwhelmed, anxious, or afraid, but there is hope. Reach out to someone, connect with your friends, stay in touch with your community. And know that you are not alone. Learn more at wearebroadcasters.com slash hope. Furnished by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station.
5: Good morning, amigo. But you I'm see why it's a bad bro. idea to do that. I didn't bro. cry during the talk. Good thing, good thing, you're gonna be home today so nobody can see you cry. But I was fine. I didn't even cry. I was like, good. No, but the silence afterwards is enough. No, and then you give me that puppy look. You give me that puppy look you have. I'm just holding it back a little. Good a little thing nobody can keep crying tonight. I'm fine. Stay home, privacy of your own home, watch it on Zoom. <laughs> you, know, you can be a Richard sometimes.
0: <laughs> Good morning, amigo. Weekdays, 7 to 11, only on Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. We'll be back with Kane Gang. On Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. Social
9: Security is with you through life's journey from birth to retirement. As your life changes year to year, so do your needs. For over 80 years, Social Security has helped to meet your needs and is committed to improving access to the services that make a difference in your life. Today, you can verify your earnings, estimate your future benefits, apply for retirement, manage your benefits, and even change your address, all from the comfort of your home. Social Security's online services help put you in control with secure access to your information anytime, anywhere, allowing you to spend more time with family, friends, or simply just enjoying the day. Social Security, securing today and tomorrow. See what you can do online at socialsecurity.gov.
7: Produced at U.S. taxpayer expense.
6: I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions.
0: On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 9 And now we're back with Pain Gang on Sirius XM 145 Slam Radio.
2: all right last segment so so Jay, man, you probably didn't know this but like going into the segment previous that one I, i'm over attacking my wrist telling bird break break i was a whole minute off just so- <laughs> i couldn't i couldn't count bird you're on mute bird you're on mute bird you're on nah, mute
3: i know i know so i'm glad you own that man thank you because i'm sitting there texting and i'm like bro i was not well, it's not over.
2: We're
3: at 15:30. Yeah, well, because I was scrambling. I'm like, there's no way we were there. We have 51. Yeah.
2: So, it should anyway. be 107, and I'm I'm looking. I'm like, is it 106? I'm trying to count math in my head. Like, what's six? We've only
3: been, we've only been doing this thing a year, bro. We
4: we don't have it figured out yet. So. <laughs> oh my gosh! Yeah.
2: No, I mean, we probably. Have was,
4: I'm happy it's not me being worried about the production. Anymore.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know we. we <laughs> I mean, if you came back, maybe we'd throw that to you, you know, since, <laughs> since, since
0: you're not,
2: since you're not really doing much these days anyway, Jim. man, <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> you gotta be honest. So you kind of, you kind of miss it though. I definitely miss it. It's
4: not even kind of, I definitely miss it. It's just, I don't know, man, it's, I got burned out last year, man. It was a fun year, but
2: yeah. But and again, it's you really were doing cool. multiple things though, you know, yeah. that, that's the hard part, right? You know,
4: for sure. And, and we were talking
2: about that kind of pre-show was, you know, you hop on a show, You get a a text, hey, you want to hop on this show? Hey, we got a round table. You want to do this? You want to do that? Now everybody has a show. You know, everybody wants to have a podcast. Everybody wants to go on Facebook Live and and do a recap show. You know, I didn't even get a chance to call in from the Virginia game. Nobody sent me the link, you know. Not that I probably would have had anything, like, nice to say anyway. But uh, I think – I, literally was gonna go live. I, I would like because I, I was hanging out with all the players. You know yeah. what I mean? Like that'd have been a fun thing to do. Yeah, if it's, they uh, won.
4: <laughs> it's kind of weird. I'm like an old head for this. Uh, you know, crowdsourced Kane's media now. It's yeah. you know. But yeah, everybody yeah. right.
2: Everyone's got a show now. So everybody's got a show, and it's what, what's funny is like just everybody wants to be insiders, right? Yeah. Everybody wants to have their hand in the cookie jar. Everybody wants to say. Hey, guess what? I just got this info, you yeah. know? But at the end of the day, man, like, keep your info. We, we obviously were on a chat. I'm not sure. Um, I'm on a chat with some guys, and people were bringing up today that University of Miami doesn't even have a defensive playbook. Um, and I'm like, hmm, this is something I've known for over a year now. But it's not my <laughs> Just literally, like, this is something new to people. Whew.
3: Like, we just drop, we just dropped that on air <laughs> they it. I don't
2: know it don't hypothetically, I, hypothetically I think they don't have a, a playbook because you know
3: yeah. just hypothetically. For, for, for sure
2: yeah correct I so no but idea. that's yeah bro like that's something that's been out on that's some different media platforms and yeah. stuff
4: you know yeah, which is surprising I didn't know because I'm I'm an insider no, I'm
3: just kidding yeah <laughs> I'm <just laughs> one right. of an insider
4: yeah uh, I'm somewhat so, of a Keynes insider myself, right? So, hey, can
3: I can I spur something on you guys here?
4: Yeah. Nope. <laughs> let's see,
3: I'm trying to use my words correctly, so Koto doesn't make another dirty joke. Go ahead. <laughs> no. So I, I got. I wrote down uh, the names of uh, of 15 possible head coaches. I want you guys to give me the odds on a scale of one to 100. Okay. All right, Ko, you good on this one?
2: Yeah, go ahead.
3: All right, let's start off easy. Odds on Morio. Zero. So it's one in a. A million, one in a thousand?
2: No, it's zero. <laughs> well,
3: it can't be zero. It's got to be one in a trillion.
2: No, zero. He's not coming to my end. Zero. Okay. Yeah. So
4: zero. See, I'm a little more hopeful, man. I'm going to say one in a hundred. I, I mean, Ooh, that's we good. Have that's better, good odds. I don't know. Okay. Then make it make it worse than that. One in a thousand, one in 10,000. Oh, okay. I, I think okay. there's a small chance. And right. But like I said, there's no good football reason for that move, right? Yeah. So. It would, it would have to be his wife. It would have to be his extended family. It would yeah. have to be some. Uh, Jessica's a
3: Miami girl. His wife, man. You yeah. could you could tell she she loved to come back to the yeah. to the three hundred five man seven eight six.
4: It would have to be something deep inside of him. You know the the a sense of duty to his alma mater. But like yeah. that's our best shot, man. There's
3: right. let's there's let's no burn reason. let's burn through these quick because there's a lot of names on here. So all right, next one, Luke Fickle.
4: Uh, I don't know. One in
3: 500. 500, okay.
4: Yeah. Um, I don't know. One in 1,000. I don't think he's coming. 1,000,
3: okay. Here's another one. Urban Meyer. <laughs>
4: zero. <laughs> another zero. <laughs> Dude, it sucks to say it, though, but why would he come here? Like, he would have his pick. Why would he come here? He'd go to USC, Notre Dame, Ohio State, Probably go to Tech, Florida. Well, Brian,
3: Brian Kelly may be open. Well, yeah. give me give me odds. Let's let's. uh one in a million. One <laughs> million. One million. Yeah. Well, that's a lot of zeros I got to put there. Okay, Matt Campbell.
2: Mm. Uh, one in
3: seven fifty. Seven fifty? Huh. Okay. Yeah.
2: Um,
4: I'll go. I'll go one in a thousand.
3: Thousand. Okay. Ed Reed.
2: Zero. No. <laughs> one in ten million. I don't 10 know. Ten million. Was... I don't think he wants a head coaching position, not to start off with. Well, and not get, at Miami. And not at Miami, because I just feel like, again, if you do something wrong, just the fan base.
4: Yeah. No, no disrespect to Ed, but I'd, I'd probably have to throw in the towel if that's the higher. Are
3: yeah. you giving me a zero there? <laughs> yeah, was, yeah. Zero Wait, from both of you. Okay.
4: If that happened, I'd just be like, whatever. We don't care. <laughs>
3: Joe Brady.
4: Ooh. Oh, I, I'm going to go zero on that one. Just because I read an article what? about him saying that he does not like recruiting. Oof. Yeah. I would
3: suck.
2: One
4: in 5,000. Yeah. So I got 5 he, he, like, he was like recruiting despite hating it while he was at LSU. I think that's Jesus. why he only did one year. Yeah.
3: Whew. Okay. All right. Tom Herman. Mm.
4: See, that one I'm going to say like one in 100. I, I think that's, wow. that's a very –
2: one and 250
3: for me. 250. Okay. That's good. I mean, That's really that good. That
4: makes
2: sense. That makes sense yeah. on all levels.
3: I, yeah, I don't disagree with that. So, Coach, Chud. One and
4: 50. 50. Woo. Man, those are some I bad feel like there's there. a story behind this one. I'm going to have to call you this week.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Need some of that Uncle Co's Corner over there to That's right. get in and dig into some of the inside info. <laughs> That's right.
4: Um, I'm going to go one and 500.
3: 500. Okay. Yeah. All right, Dion.
4: Zero. 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 There we go. I love
3: it. All right. Sataki. Uh
2: I'm go i I don't one. see that. I don't even see that. Yeah.
4: Okay.
2: I just I don't. I don't I don't think he'd come all the way to the east coast. I'm gonna go like
4: one in five thousand.
3: Yeah. Five K. Okay. Yeah. Here's a funny one. Butch.
4: Zero <laughs> oh, gosh. Can I add him higher than Ed Reed on list of people <laughs> who I'd throw in the towel if they got hired? <laughs> yes. So you know, I, would, I would rather I'd rather have better Duff be hired as our head coach than Butch. Is that no, guy man. even on
2: Is that guy even on Twitter anymore? Uh,
4: he the that account is no longer active, but yes, he's on Twitter. Huh. Has a different name. Uh, yeah, I mean, he goes by his real name, and then he has another like thing that he does on the side.
2: Oh but, yeah. I noticed I haven't seen I heard from him in a yeah,
4: long time. Yeah, he retired the account after uh the yeah. Andy situation. Was it yeah. the Andes? Yeah. yeah, I didn't even I mean, know what happened on that. Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah. so he, yeah, it was a it was a rough one. Um at Ogeron.
4: No, Oh, I hope zero, man.
3: Like, <laughs> I'm just throwing a lot of crazy names out here yeah. too.
4: So
2: Dorsey. I'm I'm just gonna say zero, man. Like I, I think like, he likes the NFL. I think yeah. I think you no know, his caliper of you know QB coaching and things like that. I think he's more geared towards the NFL. He doesn't want to feel to a prima Donnas at this point. That makes yeah, sense. Sure. Oh, I I <laughs> would almost guarantee that he has an OC job next year,
4: if not the Bills somewhere else, man. Cause I, he got an interview this off season, right? Like yeah. he interviewed with the Chargers to be their OC. Um, so I just there's no way that he's not an OC in the NFL next year somewhere.
3: So here's the last name, and this is one that we didn't pick up, but this is a G5 head coach who I think is would be a tremendous addition.
4: Billy Napier. Mm. Okay. Zero. So <laughs> Zero? This is a perfect job for him. Hey, he got the, uh, he got the uh, Barry Jackson endorsement, right, as, as a candidate. Oh, Lord. Never mind. <laughs> Take him down to zero. Hey, <laughs> I will say this. I will say this. Barry is doing us a solid, right? He's using his national platform. To shame the administration into talking about some of these. I was guys. I was
3: pretty funny how he said I've requested multiple interviews with Blake <laughs> <Yep>. James, <laughs> so, and he went on Packer and Durham.
4: Like, yep. so okay. I I, would give, I will give Barry my respect in that sense that he is he is shining a bright national spotlight on on issues that aren't going to be addressed if it's just the fan base looking at it. So uh, what are your, what
3: are your odds on Napier, Jay?
4: You know, I could see that one happening. That's totally Miami hire, and I would have mixed feelings about it. I would be open-minded, but that has Al Golden written all over it to me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm gonna say one a thousand. One thousand. Right. One at five hundred.
2: So Bird, can you bring up our predictions from last week? Yeah, they're right behind me. Hang on. we right, we're gonna we're gonna see how good we did last week on our pick-ems. Um I don't remember who I picked or what games I picked. I Ooh. think. I think I did. I be So the right. first week, I think, Bird, you and I were three and three. Yep. Second week, I think I was four and two, and you were still three and three last, the second week.
3: Uh, yep. I've been three and three every week, including this week.
2: So <laughs> I, I think I had you one game. Okay. So who, what are the games we had this week?
3: So we had UGA, Arkansas.
2: We both picked UGA, right?
3: No, you and Gino picked UGA. I picked Arkansas. So that sounds a big fat L for me. What
2: was the score? score? Good prediction. Dude, a
3: lot to a little. Oh, the predictions, you had 28-17 Georgia. uh, Gino had 39-24 Georgia, and I had 17-10 Arkansas.
2: Okay, so I'm 1-0. Okay, and you're (laughs) 0-1. What
3: else? All right, next was Notre Dame-Cincinnati.
2: I lost that game. You you picked Cincinnati. You you take Notre Dame.
3: I took Notre Dame. Okay. And uh, Gino and Gino actually picked Cincy in that one, so he did well there. So Gino's Next game,
2: no, you're zero and two, and I'm one and
3: one. Okay. Yep. Next game was Alabama, Ole Miss. We all had Alabama across the board, right? A lot three. to a little.
2: Three
3: and o, 2 and one, and yep. one and two. Okay.
2: Who's
3: three and zero? Gino. Oh yeah yeah yeah. Sorry, I thought you meant you yeah. were three and zero. I'm like, hold on here, man. No, Never. I'm two and
2: one. I'm two and one. Gino's
3: good right. people, man. Yeah. No, G is good. We had a we had a good show with G last week. Yeah. Um. So U F Kentucky. Gino picked we- Florida. Yeah, so that
2: he's three and one Kentucky. That's right. And then, so I'm I'm what? So that makes me three and
3: one. Uh, that makes me three and one. I'm three and one. Yep. I'm actually going to the score that game. So that game was Kentucky 24. 14,
2: to 13. Oh,
3: yeah, 2013. Uh, you had 31-27 Kentucky. I had 24-21 Kentucky. So okay. good stuff there. All right, cool. All right, moving through Miami UVA. We have Miami across the board. Moving on. 32. <laughs> F I U F A U. We uh, both took F-A-U, right? Yeah, we all took the A across the board. Uh, okay. We all knew that that was going to happen. And shout That's out, out to, shout out to Kosi for uh, for kicking ass, man. And, yep. and no doubt, me up there. So right? I finished four and two.
2: I lost, I lost the Miami game. and I lost the Notre Dame game. So I finished at four yeah. and two. So still got a better record overall than Bird does.
3: You <laughs> just loved it. You just loved it to throw <laughs> that out there. That's okay. <laughs> so <yeah. laughs> I. I, I all right, since I'm in the since I'm in the hole, I'll pick the games this week. Does that work for you?
2: I already have them up, so it doesn't matter. We, we
3: probably have we probably have the same ones. I mean, we all, right, run on week, all right, let's rock and roll.
2: Write them right. down. Let's
3: go. Ole Miss, Arkansas. Who you got?
2: I'm going Ole Miss, and I'm going by fourteen. All right, so give me a score. I don't even know that. I just know that we're winning by
3: fourteen. I'll go thirty. <laughs> I'll go
2: 31, thirty-one. 14 Thirty-one fourteen.
3: Okay, that's seventeen, but that's all right. We'll take it. Yeah. <laughs> j man what you got for Ole miss arkansas
2: um oh man four minutes oh. hurry up
4: <laughs> okay i'm i'm going uh i'm gonna go Ole miss by old miss by four points so let's go let's go 28 24 old miss
3: okay i've got uh i got old miss uh lane train 42 21 man that's one we didn't even do in the odds that's all right all right so four.
2: all right what yeah. odds
3: and the odds that I just did for the head coach for the next head coach, we didn't put lanes in Lane there. Right. Yeah, I don't think I think that one's a zero for me. There's no way that kid's getting that guy's getting Arch Manning at you uh, at Ole Miss, and Ole Miss yeah, is yeah. a better job than Miami right now. Yeah, no so leaving. Yeah, right. All right, next one, Red River Rivalry. Or, excuse so, me. Red River Shootout.
2: Sorry. Shootout. No. Um. Right, I'm going to lose this game, but I'm going Texas. I, I I like Texas. I like how they're playing. I like V Robinson. I don't know a score. I'm not even worried about that. I'm just going Texas.
4: All
3: right, let's yeah,
2: so let's leave the scores out of
3: them.
4: Okay,
2: uh,
3: we'll just
4: we got three minutes. Around. I'm going right. Oklahoma. I don't trust Sark. I'm going OU.
3: I'm taking Texas here. Okay. Right, yeah, I don't. I don't trust Oklahoma. All right. Next one, UGA Auburn.
2: Oh man, I'm going Bulldogs. <laughs> yeah, UGA yeah. for me as well.
3: UGA across the board there. All right, LSU Kentucky.
2: Gosh, that's a that's a tough game, man. Yeah. Um. I'm gonna go LSU. I, I just don't mm-hmm. think Kentucky's gonna rebound yeah.
4: after I, a 40 game. LSU is in desperation mode. So I'm I'm gonna go with LSU.
3: Yeah, I'm gonna go Kentucky, man. I love what I saw out of those guys, man. Dude, I think you think Edo
4: gets fired if that happens?
7: Ooh.
3: He very well could, man. There's a lot of money there. And Scott Woodward is is not a guy who's gonna who's gonna hesitate to pull the trigger there. So yeah. all right. Notre Dame and Enter
2: Sandman, Virginia Tech. I'm taking I'm taking Notre Dame. I think they'll rebound.
4: Okay. Uh, yeah, I I think the the ACC is kind of poo poo this year, so I'm gonna go Notre Dame.
2: Yep.
3: All right, cool. I'm going Notre Dame as well. All right, next one is the uh, is the three versus four game. Iowa, Penn State. Um,
2: I'm Penn gonna State. go Penn State. Yeah, Penn State. Yeah. I don't well, like Iowa's offense, dude. and 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 the good thing about that is whoever loses doesn't matter. Cincinnati's gonna slide up to probably. Four maybe five <laughs> yeah. if they win. So I wanted to see that G five keep going up and up and up.
3: No the, way. G five should never be in the playoff, man.
2: Listen, they beat Notre Dame. I'm giving them a spot right now. I would be happy
4: Notre to Dame. see Cincinnati get in as well. Um, yeah. dude, the the Big Ten always has some AP poll inflation, man. Like Iowa hasn't played anyone. they they shouldn't be that high. So Penn State, but you know Penn State's gonna end up losing two games too, anyways. Like they're yeah. They're I got totally rated. I you got Iowa
2: in this game. I got Iowa. So you want though you want though you want to throw a a uh, 20 spot on
3: that? If you want to, I mean I don't really bet, but
2: you
3: know. oh I mean if you want right. to, it's fine. But I'm not scared I of it. I just I just, I just don't I just don't get down like that, you know. I don't trust that Penn State quarterback, man, Sean Clifford.
2: Yeah,
3: I don't think that guy's we'll a good see. player.
2: Well listen, at the end of the day, I don't trust anybody that we got either. I'm kidding. <laughs> I, I, I trust everybody that puts on that U, man. So well listen, except, everybody, except for you. Except for me. Except for all. Oh, crap. So we'll <laughs> leave we'll we'll leave that alone. Um I do. I I like everybody that puts on that helmet. I do, so anyway, I do. we're uh, we're out of time here on J Man. appreciate you joining us. I know it was only supposed to be an hour, but you hung out for two, so we appreciate yep. that. And uh Barry, we'll holla we'll we we'll, we'll at everybody next week. Enjoy the week off, Kane fans, and uh we'll recap here following next week. And you listen to the Kane Gang. Appreciate it. Y'all have a good one.
0: The views and opinions expressed on Kane Gang are entirely those of the hosts, guests, and callers and do not necessarily reflect the opinions of Slam Radio.